Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stairway to Healing podcast. We have a super special guest on today who we really love. Um, and also, before we begin, if you're watching the video, we have a new shop cat. This is Mac, um, named after one of our favorite bands, Fleetwood Mac, um, aka Mac Daddy, aka Lover Boy. So he is with us, providing some extra healing and sending you that purring magic if you can hear it at all during the podcast uh we're not sorry because it's a healing frequency mm-hmm. <laughs> but today uh we have our lovely friend jen smith on jennifer smith what do you prefer to go by yeah jen is good okay cool so we're gonna let her take it away and kind of introduce herself and share uh what kind of magic she's bringing to the world yeah hi i'm jen um i'm a voice teacher a singer an actor i'm also a reiki master teacher jenna actually taught me reiki and a two meter reiki and I also run a program in New York called Safe Space Manhattan. It's a place for performers to come and just have a comfortable place to sing for the sake of singing. So it's not a class or a place where you're going to network and get a job. It's just a place to connect with what you love to do. Because we need more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. What, what do you want to start talking about first? Do you want to talk about like your voice coaching or safe space? Like what's more on like the top of your... Ooh, let's talk about voice coaching. Okay, Yeah. Cool. I love to teach and I think that the voice is super connected to our souls and I'm working right now on integrating energy healing and techniques into voice lessons and exploring what that's going to look like. Jenna and I also ran a class called Unleash Your Creativity here, which might have a new name soon. We're talking about it. (laughs) And that's uh, uh, targeting people who are feeling unmotivated creatives in all types so that they can connect with what they love to do again the creator within all of us yeah so tell us a little bit about your journey first before we get started in your work and all the things that you have to offer and bring to the table Mm -hmm. how did you kind of get on this this journey yeah spiritual path oh the spiritual journey wow you know what i i've always been a spiritual person and i was religious for a while but I'm bisexual and I had some issues within organized religion around how people accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I started getting a little bit more spiritual after I felt a little shunned maybe from organized religion. And my grandma was really spiritual. She was a tarot card reader. And I, I actually found this shop because I was taking a me day for myself. And I went to go do that hike because I love to do that hike. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a crystal shop across from this hike, mm-hmm. finally. And that's how I got involved here. And then when I started doing voice lessons, I just started realizing that all of the stuff that was coming up for me personally as a singer was all really mental. So if I ever felt like I needed to push my sound, it was because I felt like my voice wasn't enough. And well, why did I feel like my voice wasn't enough? Why did I feel like I had to scream or have this big sound for that to be a worthy sound? And I think that's just an important thing to explore. And I hope that the work that I'm doing and the work that other energy healers are doing and also voice teachers are doing are helpful in that because everybody deserves to have um, I guess access to freedom in their voice and what that looks like for everybody specifically. I love that. I have like two questions that you sparked. So number one, do you feel like all voice coaches are in a way healers? Yeah, I do. Do you feel, what do you feel like you do differently than a lot of voice coaches? Oh, um, I think, I think I'm good at helping people 
feel better about themselves and just kind of identify what exactly is negative self-talk and what is something that is constructive to singing. Because as a voice teacher, you want somebody to be really good at singing, right? Yeah. yeah, I want you to be really specific about the sound you want to make Mm -hmm. if it's curious and if it's artistic, right? Um, What I don't want is for you to be listening to yourself and thinking, I sound terrible. This is ugly. Mm. It's like, well, what does that mean? Why do you think you're not making the sound that you want to make? Is the sound you're looking for lighter? Is the sound you're looking for more breathy? We can do that scientifically. And yeah, just helping people dictate what is in fact uh, technical and what is just them being mean to themselves. Oh, I love that. So does it, would you say that like the core of what you're doing is like kind of teaching confidence? Yeah. Yeah. Like teaching people to just be like, okay with their authentic self and how they're kind of coming out and the the more they'll be comfortable with that, the better their voice is going to naturally sound. 100%. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And then that's like directly connected via like the solar plexus chakra to your like creativity, which is also in the sacral chakra. So you're kind of like empowering that whole, um, you know, uh, third and second chakra area by doing what you do. But then at the same time, obviously, like I know obviously when we're talking about the voice, we're thinking about the throat, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so important to mention that like, she's not only working on somebody's throat chakra by doing singing lessons or helping them express themselves. It's really healing a lot more than that. Absolutely. And also the root chakra. I mm-hmm. mean, you'd be shocked to hear how many people feel like because their parents mentioned something to them like, oh, you, you know, you have to get a job where you're making money and maybe mm-hmm. singing doesn't feel super. I mean, you can totally make money singing and doing creative things, but it, that's instilled in a lot of people. Um, also, just perfectionism, um, different beliefs that we get from society uh, that really can affect your voice too. And so letting that go is important. Yeah. And there's like probably a lot of unconventional ways to make money through singing, right? Yes. That, like, oh my gosh. Yes. About. Like, didn't you tell me that like your one friend or haven't you sang on cruise ships before? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people might think you have to be like a famous singer, like, you know, Christina Aguilar, I don't know why that's coming up, but you 90s child. So, you yes. know, you have to be somebody like a, a huge pop star, Taylor Swift, we'll say. Mm-hmm. You you don't necessarily have to be like on that level to like make a living, right? Not like you could have an amazing time. Like you could go from cruise ship to cruise ship. That's, totally. That's pretty crazy. And yes. I'm sure you make pretty good money. Plus you're living like a lavish lifestyle that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and you don't have to be like a superstar necessarily to make money through your voice. Not at all. And making money, it should never even be the reason that we're like being creative anyway. Yeah. Right? So hey, just finding that freedom in that too. We don't need, I love Mac. He's, <laughs> if you guys can hear Mac, he's meowing downstairs. He's like, I'm using my voice. Hello. <laughs> he's very chatty. Um, I'm curious from your perspective of being a vocal teacher and when watching all of these students kind of evolve and, and really blossom mm-hmm. in front of your eyes, like over the, the course of the time that you're working with them, mm-hmm. like what is that like for you mm-hmm. and how is that, like how is it healing for you from, from your vantage point? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, it's It's healing for me because I only know my own experience within the industry. I went to school for musical theater. I got a BFA in musical theater at the Boston Conservatory. And I've been auditioning and acting and performing pretty competitively in the musical theater world. And there is a lot of stigma around the industry. And I think a lot of that in my own experience has rung true just in the sense that it's very competitive. And a lot of teachers that I've had personally didn't know how to communicate 
um, what they were trying to say in an effective way or like a kind way necessarily. So it's really been healing for me to watch people blossom in this way because I feel like I'm making a change in the industry, number one. And and also, yeah, it just can be done that way, you know? Yeah. Um, even within like the safe space company that I run, that feels like it's making a difference because it's not this competitive cutthroat place. And it's also appealing to watch people come together and be supportive of each other. And you asked before if you thought that, if I thought all voice teachers are healers. Yeah. I definitely think the answer is yes, because getting to know your voice more is something that is really healing, number one, and getting to feel more comfortable with yourself is something that's really healing. Mm -hmm. And I had a student who came in and introduced themselves. Uh, She said, you know, how much experience she's had and also said the kind of songs and roles that she wanted to sing and play. So she said a lot of roles that were really edgy, um, like villains too. And the songs themselves were really like, tough belty kind of songs and so i was like cool great and we did a vocal assessment after that and in the vocal assessment you just kind of go through the whole range of a singer and you hear the kind of voice that they have you know and this person had a voice that was really her instrument was really long and thin so she's a soprano Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is so cool this girl wants to do some edgy stuff i bet that sounds awesome on her instrument Her voice is her instrument. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then she, we got to singing some stuff and um, going through some warm-ups. And I just said offhand, thinking that, of course, this person would know this about themselves. I was like, of course, whenever you want to do soprano stuff and whenever you want to do ingenue stuff, I'm here for that. But, like, of course, like, whatever you want to do, I'm game for it. Just also know if you ever want recommendations for that, I can help you because, obviously, that's where you sit. And right away, she was like, wait, you think I could play, like, the pretty, the pretty, like, ingenues? I know. And that was such a red flag because, obviously, she'd only picked certain songs, which didn't even... That's how she felt about herself? Yes. And that's not even what her voice... Sounds like. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, she totally felt like she had to put something on because she, for whatever reason, didn't believe that she could, like, play this like pretty ingenue part and oh my gosh. literally is built for it like that wasn't my opinion at all like it's just science that's what her voices can do that's the type of voice she has and then we got through a few more voice lessons and she shared that it was because her mom had said to her while she was growing up that her voice wasn't pretty and so she had just like totally yeah and so that's why i think any voice lesson is super super healing you don't have to be an energy healer or identify as a healer to be helping people just discover who they really are and get comfortable with themselves and their voice wow do you feel like it like changes because I know like I I'm not competitively but I used to sing and it it is such a passion that you cannot put into words Mm -hmm. to be able to just like open your mouth and just let it out totally And then to take it from just a passion and something that you deeply love and feel in your heart and your soul and your body and then turn it into something that becomes competitive and can kind of lose its spark. Totally. Yes. So how do you keep that alive? Because I know that you keep it alive. And it sounds like that's what I don't really know what safe space is, but it sounds like that's what it 
kind of it. Yeah, yeah, we want it to be the place where people can just remember their why, remember their love of it and their passion and what you feel when you're belting out like this big note. There there was a study done in 2017 that measured people's uh, cortisol levels or their stress hormone, and it showed that on top of all of the other benefits of singing, like Janet, we've discussed Mm. before, this exhaling for longer than you're inhaling, um, also your stress level can go down but only if you're doing it in a place that doesn't make you feel anxious, yeah. in a place that you feel safe. That was the one like caveat. And that's what safe space we want to start doing to make people feel safe doing it, not just there, but then eventually with all that practice, feeling like their body and their energy is their own safe space. So that when we do go into the industry and we are um, auditioning and it's, you know, there's one job for thousands of us. It's not, we're not, hurting our souls too much because we're secure in our passion for this and a job isn't necessarily going to take a piece out of us right that's just one one part of it Mm -hmm. wow i love that you connected it to the root chakra and feeling safe i feel like that's so true too because like the more you think about it the more it really makes sense like that's probably the main reason people don't want to share their voice is like, yeah, the confidence is an issue. The creativity of the sacral chakra is an issue, but at the core of it, it's like, do you feel safe singing? Totally. Like, do you feel safe expressing yourself? And that could be for acting too, because you're still using your voice. Yeah. Because most of the time when you're acting, you're talking, right? Yeah. Like, probably 99% of the time, unless you're in some very interesting play or something, <laughs> right? Like, um, there is that, there's that thing in the city, right? Like sleep no more and nobody yes. talks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, um, Yeah, and I think that's, it, like, all kind of stems back from, like, we lose safety probably somewhere as, like, a child, right? Like, and and I'm sure some things happen, too, when we're older, but I, um, funny enough, this morning I was, like, you know, doing a little bit of scrolling, probably shouldn't have been, but every now and then I let my my brain have that moment, and I saw this little, it was, like, this little girl, and she was doing, like, a performance, she invited all her neighbors over, and she she had a performance at, like, 8.30, so they all had, like, came over and had dinner, and then they didn't know what they were in store for, but she sang, like, all the songs from um, Encanto, like, every song she just sang, and it's just, like, this video, it was, like, a five-minute video of her, just, like, little clips from each song, and she's just, like, going ham and singing like crazy, and it's, like, you know, I guess that's kind of, like, what you're trying to get people back to is, like, that feeling before we have, like, the self-doubt about it, because kids just do it, you know, my daughter, three and a half, like, all... She wants to perform all the time and just, like, be in front of people. Um, Jen did an open mic thing here, karaoke, right? Yes. And my daughter was just, like, going wild at it. But it's, like, you know, most of the adults sitting around didn't really want to get up, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, the little kids are, like, my daughter was, like, I will just hold the microphone the entire time. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's, like, they don't have that fear because nobody told them that, like, it wasn't safe or made them feel like it wasn't safe to express themselves yet. So, Yeah. No, it's not I think true. that's so cool that you're doing that for adults. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so fun to get kids too because kids are more likely to when you ask them how a song went for them in a voice lesson, a lot of adults the first thing they'll say is something that is self-assessing or self-critical. They'll mm. say, "Oh, you know, this part didn't go very well. That's the first thing they say. And kids are more likely to say, that was great. That, that was really fun. good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I really liked how my voice sounded on this part. Aw. They say, like, the first good thing they feel instead of the first bad thing. Yes. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Do you get a lot of kids then, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. A safe space or with your um, 
with like for clients for your voice individual clients yeah, yeah. okay because safe, safe space. space is for adults right yeah okay I thought so just wanted to clarify but um you have a lot of children and clients like young kids yeah Aww. Naya takes lessons from her Aww. so my 11 year old um is like literally obsessed with your lessons because I feel like it like reignited her love for music and she's only 11 but even at that age you know she's never been told that she can't sing she can but it's just I feel like the um the you know her being an 11 year old person in society and comparing herself to you know her peers to her friends to this one to that one and not even necessarily anything to do with express like expressing her her music Mm -hmm. um but just I feel like comparing herself to kids has like made her more shy totally whereas Mm -hmm. when she was three like Cassidy she would just get on any freaking stage and rock out yeah and freestyle and you know and do all of the things that she loves to do but it it did start to kind of get dimmed and I feel like through the lessons with you I feel like you're not just a vocal teacher and I feel like you really are like seeing their light and like you are like their cheerleader and she like she said to me after the first lesson Jen just gets me (laughs) oh you said you said that to me actually you and she's on me. Zoom. There, you know, like you're not even in person, but yet you're still having this deeply healing effect mm-hmm. on the people that you encounter. But I think like that's like Jen's talent in general in life is that she makes people feel like really seen and understood. Agreed. Because I remember when you first started coming into the shop, like everyone noticed you like right away, first of all, because when you're that, when you, when you make everyone else feel seen, you're also seen. Because you create that, like, vacuum effect. Like, so it's not, like, by shining a light on everyone else, Jen is putting herself in darkness. She's, like, uh, like she's just filling the room with light. That's all. You know? So, but when she first started coming in, and I guess it was around the time you hiked, like, I remember one of the first days you came in, one of my employees was, like, who was that girl and what was she on? I want some. Because you're just, like, always, like, so happy and so vibrant and, like, giggly and fun and, like, um... I remember I knew exactly who they were talking about because I had met you too, and I was like, I don't know, but I agree. <laughs> like, it's she's great, <laughs> you know? Because you really are just like you're always such like a beam of light. I feel that way about both of you too. We I refer to you both as my spiritual Sondheims. <laughs> spiritual what? Sondheims. Okay. So Sondheim is a composer in okay. the musical theater world, and okay. he is just like so brilliant. Yeah. And growing up in the actor world. People will say, oh, we'll do work that is targeting your spiritual Sondheims because that's the kind of person that you would want to be working with and, like, the kind of work that you like. And so that is (laughs) how I feel about both of you. You're, like, my spiritual. Because you both are just so... Like you were saying about me, you're both such bright lights yeah. and so grounded and just doing amazing work. And when I met both of you, I was like, wow, like this is, these are my people. This is my spot. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. <laughs> really grateful you're here. Yeah. I don't think it's like a coincidence. Yeah. No, at all. So like, even if you just meet Jen, she's just going to make you feel good. And that's, that's a good thing. So I'm sure working with you, is just as amazing. That's so sweet. <laughs> you both too, really. I always feel that way about both of you. And two of my good friends from home just met Jenna and are just like so obsessed. And oh. I really, um, the work, it, they're not like very, um, 
I guess seasoned in meditation or anything like that and they were just saying that Jenna's meditation and the Unleash Your Creativity workshop was the first time that they were able to really ground themselves and mm-hmm. meditate and so like every event that you run you you are somebody that really sees people and you've cultivated this huge I mean community and I don't know I just think that's such a testament to who you are oh thanks Jen yeah I think we all definitely have that like like-mindedness about us um Wait, but back to you. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know I have so many questions, but I'm thinking, I want to hear more about like the structure of safe space. Like what happens when you come in? You come in and you usually have a song prepared if you want. Uh, you totally can come in and just decide on the spot what you want to do. Um, but if you have something that you know you want to do, you walk in, we're setting up Christmas lights and um, decorations. We're writing on a whiteboard affirmations and anybody can add to that and we're mingling and people are going up to our pianist Brian and just going over like the tempo of the song they want to do uh, going over any certain parts of the song that might be tough for the pianist and the singer to get on the same page as and then and then we just introduce safe space and then everybody goes up and they share why they're there and what the song means to them and they just sing and we have people we have had professionals who have been on Broadway there, and we've also had people who have never sung before, ever. And it was their first time singing in front Aww. of people. It was, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. And everybody is just as supportive of everybody. You know, there's no hierarchy there. It's so special. Oh, that's amazing. Can I call you out right now? I'm sorry, yeah. in a beautiful, <laughs> loving way. But I see that you're, like, getting emotional talking about it. Like, what does this mean to you? I just think that it's so... Yeah, it's just so beautiful to see because it's not, like I said before, jobs, right? Or like a training or like ability level. Everybody can sing. It's just about how much training people have really had. Um, And sometimes it's not, honestly. Sometimes people who don't have any training are the best singers too. I probably shouldn't say that as a voice teacher, but that happens a lot. (laughs) And I just think it's nice that people can see each other for their soul, them just singing, yeah, right yeah. from their soul, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, it does feel like when you sing, like if you're really singing, it does come like straight from your soul. It's like very healing, very, um, it's very like it helps you release. Like I know for me, like if I'm ever like having a bad day, I will just put on like a song I know really well and just like sing it. And there's something really therapeutic about just kind of like letting it all out into the music, and then it's like it's another way to just release. So if you guys listening you know, you practice releasing. I feel like when you're singing, it's like something deep from your soul is, can like come up, you know, and you could pull out some chords or you could heal a chakra that you didn't even know you needed healing. And it like, it digs up whatever's kind of stagnant in your body. I would love to see like some science on like how that works. You know, I feel like it's hard to like quantify or study, Totally, but it's definitely a thing, right? Well, her and I were talking not too long ago about the exhale like the length of time that you exhale if you double it that yeah. it calms the nervous system and you mentioned it a little bit a little while ago yeah but so maybe that's that part is of the, the science, science. yeah, yeah. i feel like it's more than that though it feels like more than the breath to me i mean i well, totally get that you manifest one of your manifestation centers is your throat yeah right so you are like sending create creative energy out into the universe absolutely but i also feel like it's an act of self-love it's like i'm worthy of opening my mouth and making a sound yeah totally like think about babies right when they're little like they don't care that they're waking up the whole neighborhood because (laughs) they have needs that you know need to be met yeah but somewhere along the lines and I feel like it's especially um for for women 
and you know for men too but especially I see it for women that we have been silenced over the years yeah and that directly connects to our sacral center our emotional center our creative center you know these all of our chakras are connected but I feel like those two in particular stand out to me and you probably see that in your work as well oh 1000 percent. yeah I think that comes up a lot um yeah, and there's there's a ton of work to do within each chakra. Like I totally, I, I don't know what the science is either behind it, but yeah, I think these values and ideas are really important to it. Address in voice lessons, and just honestly for yourself, like you were saying, yeah. singing can do so much for any chakra that you have blocked. I think even your crown chakra. Yeah, I think, I think it's a whole system you're kind of clearing out, honestly. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like your root, it's like you're saying if you're willing to sing, you're like saying I'm safe enough to sing. Your sacral is your creativity, right? So it's like, okay, I am creative enough to, like, either you make up your own song or you're creative enough to just, like, sing whatever is playing on the radio or whatever's you know, on your Spotify account. Then your solar plexus is saying, like, I'm confident enough to sing. Your heart chakra is saying, like you said, I love myself. You know, your throat chakra is, you know, doing a lot of the legwork there, just, like, letting <laughs> it out. And then your third eye is like, this will, I'm, I'm aware that my intuition says this will feel good if I do it. And then your crown is like, I'm connected to source and source is telling me to do this to help myself, you know? So it is like the whole system. And I mean, there's hundreds of chakras, not just seven, but I, love that I think it's I know, like, perfect. you know, <laughs> and then you got a little short breakdown on what the chakras are all about. Cause I don't think we've ever really gone through that either fully, but that was good. Too. Yeah. yeah, it really was. Yeah. It's like all connected. I mean, anything we do, if it feels good, it's going to help to heal like most of our chakras, if not all of them. But I do think there, when you look at it that way, you can see how it's connected to everything. So it makes sense, like, as a healer, you're like, well, I'll just do the voice because it, like, makes sense. So that's what you're drawn to, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, your unique gateway into it all, which is cool, you know? Yeah. I love that. That was so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for you, like, when in your life, because I don't know that you mentioned this, like, was it, like, when, do you remember, like, the first time you were, like, really into singing? Like, do you remember, like, being a kid and, like, a specific, like, core memory of singing or anything like that? I, like, when I was younger, my sisters and I would act out the movie musical Annie a lot. Annie. Yeah. So your Encanto was Annie. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And then at birthday parties for my grandpa, oh, I, like, remember he specifically asked me to stand up on a stool and sing for him for his birthday. Your grandfather? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I sang, and then he gave me $5 for it. He was like, <laughs> I'll be the first person to hire you to sing <laughs> it was so sweet <laughs> that's really sweet that that makes a lot of sense actually too because that gives you that core safety of like i will get paid for this yeah it's <laughs> actually true yeah, yeah. you like someday i will be paid for this thank you <laughs> and he like instilled that in you to feel that safety yeah yeah that's cool that's yes. really powerful wow imagine that if like every kid instead of having somebody be like you can't do this or you don't have the skills or that won't make you money if they were like, no, 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 you can do whatever you want and I'll show you that it's possible. I kind of feel like you both do that, right? I've seen you both with your daughters and I just feel that way. Like just from knowing both of them too, like seeing Cass be up there. And I remember you saying to Cass when she had the microphone for that karaoke, you were like, do you like need me to be there with you? And she was like, no, I can do it by myself. And then, yeah. So, She's very independent. That's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, and a testament to you. And same with Naya. She's so, she, Naya knows that she's great at singing. 
And that is so special. You know, I just, yeah. I really think that's a testament to you too. And she feels so free. And she, Naya is not afraid to just make up songs on the spot. Yeah. Oh, she's very intuitive. She yes. sent me an intuitive song before I left my ex-husband about how I wanted to run away. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get Naya on to talk about her intuitive singing. She would love that. <laughs> because I was like floored when she did it. I was like not talking to anybody about how I was planning on leaving. And I probably shouldn't be saying this on air, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not saying anything terrible. We, can all we all leave our husbands sometimes. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, I remember I was like really in the doldrums of like feeling like I needed to leave the relationship. And Naya was like, do you remember? You were there. Mm-hmm. She was like, you just want to run. Like, she was like singing this whole song. And I was like, I was like, whoa. And luckily there was like nobody around. So like nobody really heard it. But I was like, that was so spot on. And I don't think I was really like expressing to anybody like what it meant to me. But I still remember that. I was like. But it goes to show too. Like if you don't get that kind of like beat out of you, metaphorically beat out of you. You have this connection to Source because I didn't know that that was a yeah. thing that you can just like intuitively write a song for somebody. Like it was like an intuitive reading, and you're the one who said that. Yeah. Because I'm like, when she it just happens. does this thing where she's like singing what you're going through, it's and an you're like, song. Yeah, it's an intuitive song. I was really impressed. I mean, I still think about it. It was crazy. That was wild. But um, yeah, I think kids with with music. I, so what's really interesting, I'll share a story about my magical child too, because um, magical mothers breed magical children. What can we say? But um, yeah, Cass recently, like I, I remember I was like having like an emotional day and she can tell like right away, oh, yeah. even if I'm trying to like, you know, keep it cool. She's like, what's wrong, mommy? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just like feeling some stuff. And um, every night before bed, I say three affirmations to her. I feel, I say, you are safe, you are protected, you are loved. And I always say that right before bed, every night. And then she says other affirmations. She adds, her favorite is always, I'm strong. She always says that too. Um, Sometimes she'll say, I'm silly. She'll make up all kinds of stuff. But I was having like a tough day and I admitted it to her because I'm not going to lie to her if she notices I'm feeling emotions. You know, I'm going to be like, yes, I am. And you experience them too. And we all do and all this good stuff. But, um... She, and I never sing it to her, right? Like, it's not like an affirmation song, but she just sang it to me. She was, like, singing, you know, like, you are safe, you are loved, you are protected, and, like, really beautifully. She's got a good tune, but, um, and then, yeah, and it was interesting, too, because she also said, um, and she also said Mimi's here, which is what she calls my mom, so it was, like, she was, like, giving me the mom energy, too. It was so interesting, but, yeah, she turned it into, like, a whole song, and it, I think it kept going too. It was like she added verses and stuff, but like, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally true. We can easily like kind of connect to like source and healing through songs if we let ourselves and yeah, children are uh, a testament to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying before too, if, (laughs) if, if your parents are always enforcing that, like you can do whatever you want, you can do whatever you want, that filter doesn't get thick. Like there, it just stays super, super thin, if at all, and that's what it sounds like is going on with both of your daughters. They're so musical and free, very yeah. free. Well, let me ask you: when you were a kid, maybe this is very obvious, but what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer, always, always, Aww. yeah. And I was really lucky. I had parents that were super supportive of it. Both that's of them. That's great. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So yeah, I always knew that was what I wanted to do. 
Hey, it's future Jenna here. I'm interrupting this episode because we recently discovered that most of our listeners are not actually subscribed or following our podcast. So if you're enjoying this episode, please take that extra couple seconds to like, to subscribe, to follow, to share with anyone that you feel would be interested in this content. And I thank you for being here. Back to the episode. And how many kids, like for me, I think back to being a kid and everyone wanted to be a singer, yeah. an actress, yep. a model, like someone in the spotlight, right? Totally. totally. But it's now, so true. When I ask kids now what they want to be, I don't know about you guys, but I hear a doctor, a lawyer, like things that I know are not from them. Yeah. Like, you know, they used to say what, like a firefighter, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just things that things are... Things that were like a little bit more like out there or like yes, but things that totally put themselves in the spotlight though. You're right. I wanted to be a singer when I was a kid too, actually. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> or an actress, like either one for sure. So yeah. And it's like interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like everyone did back then. Everybody. Yeah. I remember in my like fourth grade class, we would have like sing off contests. And we would, like, sing songs together. But, see, that's where, for me, I started to feel less safe singing because they would, we would, like, kind of, like, grade each other. And the most popular kid would always win, not necessarily the best singer. And I was never the most popular kid. So I never won. And I remember my fourth grade teacher. Did I tell you this story? No. My fourth grade teacher told my mom that she was pissed off. I don't think she said pissed off. But she told my mom she was pissed off because she always thought, like, I was one of the better singers. And the other kids were, like, being mean to me. So she, like, told my mom that, like, it wasn't really fair, you know, so that maybe my mom would, like, instill some, like, confidence back into me, I guess. But, um, because it's not like the teacher could be, like, you're wrong, you guys aren't as good, you know, don't lie. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I wonder when that kind of stuff does happen for, like, most kids. Because before that point, I think I was, like, straight up confident. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, you know, other kids or outside factors whatever it is for people kind of like shuts it down a little bit so we can all remember those points like what you just shared yeah I feel like we all have a memory even if it's not related to singing it's like this Mm -hmm. moment where like our voice was you know kind of softened yeah softened Mm -hmm. our light was dimmed a little bit oh yeah and then we have to reignite that do you Mm -hmm. feel like there's like a benefit to having voice lessons even if you are not a professional singer yes 100 percent. for so many reasons like my my uncle is a politician in south carolina and he goes to improv once a week just like for the fun of it and for play um and i think so number one that's always a reason to do something even if you don't want to do it professionally yeah just for you but also yeah exercising your voice, I think, you know, Jenna and I have talked about this in our class, we're inherently creative. And yeah. so just flexing that creative muscle and opening that creative channel and keeping it open, I think is so, so important, even if you're not going to be a, a quote unquote professional singer, if that's not what you want to do. Why not? Wow. Why I not love that. With your voice. That's so cool. Yeah. And what you were saying before about remembering that one moment, I feel like there's we go through a collection of so many of those moments. So many, yeah. Yeah. I can think of way more moments in my life than that that have made me be, like, quieter or, yeah. 
It's, yeah. it's there's there's more than one for probably all of us and if we dig into it it can be very healing to look at that shadow totally so it's like it's sometimes tough to look at the shadow especially depending on like how difficult it is you know I shared one of my lighter shadows <laughs> but there's definitely some things that we all carry that are like maybe a lot worse than that you know and it's the hardest thing is to look at it because but if you don't look at it how are you ever going to know why you're triggered by like whatever you're triggered by and exactly. then you can't heal it so you know um, none of us are going to be like, we're all very positive people, but none of us are like toxically positive where we're like, just push through it or like, just pretend everything's good. It's like, no, sometimes you have to like, look at those deep cobwebs in the darkness and like sweep them out, you know? Do you find that it's those cobwebs or those, you know, negative experiences that we have in life that actually makes your voice better? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Just gives you like a little bit more... I guess access to your soul or like access to your depth because yeah, what you go through, that's when you have a lot to say usually. And when you can relate to, right? Like we relate through our pain in a lot of ways and our struggles. Oh, it's so true. You, you might think I'm a weirdo for this, but I really think that what's going on in your voice is a reflection too of where you're at at that moment. And a lot of voices that we might really like or resonate with um, are just like people too that we would relate to a yeah. little bit because of how your voice sounds. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So interesting. Right? <laughs> Is there things that like that you pick up on just speaking to people? Like, because you have a different ear as a vocal teacher than we probably <laughs> Oh, do. wow. I never thought of that. Right? Like she can just like intuitively pick up stuff. Can you? I think so. So we were trained to listen to speaking voices as well. Not, I'm not a speech language pathologist by any means. I'm definitely not a doctor. Um, I, we just have certain basic tools to be able to hear in people's speaking voice, whether or not we have to be nervous about, <laughs> so cute, uh, whether or not we need to be nervous about um, like a certain roughness in somebody's voice. And by worried about, I mean, if somebody is also concerned about a certain sound and wants to look into medical health of what's going on at their vocal fold level um yeah because what is rough voices sound awesome and a lot of times people with voices like that are really cool singers if somebody wants to get something looked at medically that's one thing um but yeah so we're trained to listen for things like that and i always kind of when i hear certain things in people's speaking voice because we're taught to listen for it I just think that it is a reflection maybe of what's going on and a lot of times in a really good way too like yeah I think you're really grounded mm-hmm. and that shows up in your speaking voice. I have such like a low voice but really yeah. steady yeah and yeah huh. it's, yeah it's really cool in our one of our last episodes we were talking to Deb about, about our that. I was thinking about it too because she meant I was weird that she mentioned it we were talking to Deb about, um, like, Aravita and, like, the different doshas and how, like, that can be present in your voice. So she was saying, mm-hmm. like, I have, like, a very strong commanding voice and that's because I'm mostly Pitta. And then you are Kapha. I'm Kapha. And you have a very melodic voice, which is why you're so good at getting people into meditation. So, um, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I'm curious what you read in my I know. Voice. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I have such a raspy voice. Am I one of those voices that you would consider no. like a rough voice? No, not no. at all. So what does no. a rough voice mean? Is that like... I think it would be um, just, this is super, I don't want to say like super rare, but I think you would know if there was a callus or a nodule on your vocal oh. fold, that would just be like a sometimes a certain level of roughness or air 
um, lacking a little bit. So like muscle over air, that would be something that would come up. Is that's it like interesting? Raspy or is that something different? Different, I think. Um, right? Yeah, a little bit different. Okay. But yeah, raspiness is something that comes up too, which again, sometimes sounds, I, I'm not even going to say sometimes. It always sounds awesome. Yeah. If, yeah. So it's just kind of what you want. That's what I tell people too, is what you want your sound to be. If you are looking for a certain sound, everybody is capable of creating that sound. It's just about doing different coordinations within our body and yeah. making certain shapes with our mouth. It's so interesting to me how you can like hear somebody speak and then their singing voice is like totally different. Totally, yes. Yeah. And they lose their accent if they have an accent. <laughs> right, so true. People will straight up lose their accent. Or you could like give yourself an accent too if you really wanted to. Oh, um, that's true too. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to sing. Like my one friend who's a musician, she sings like shoegaze, which means you can't really like hear the words she's saying, right? Cool. And like, do you know that? No, that I've not heard that at it's all. It's like it's like where like she's like a lyricist, so all her lyrics mean a lot, but she doesn't really care if anybody can understand her. Yeah. I really so that's why it's called shoegaze because it's like you don't care if people like hear you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's cool. just for you, basically. What a beautiful practice. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's a type of music, I guess. I prefer to be able to hear what people are saying when I hear them, but her music is, like, still super beautiful, you know? But so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because sometimes you'll be, like, at a show and you, like, can't really make out the words and you're, like, bummed, but, like, that's, like, in it's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I'm curious, what's your take on, like, manifesting through singing or through songs? Yes, 100%. I think, Ooh. yeah. Just, um, I had, like, a manifestation playlist, early early Disney songs. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, manifestation play Wait, your manifestation playlist is early Disney songs? Yes. Like, it's also, what? like, um, I'll do something, like, early 2000s to, like, Disney Channel songs, like, um, this is what dreams are made of from the Lizzie McGuire. Oh, Lizzie McGuire was the best. <laughs> Miracles happen from Princess Diaries. Yes. Um, so it's like inner child stuff that you're working with, kind of. Then is yeah, that intentional just, or? I actually don't know. I feel like that maybe actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's that music cool. to me just registers as something that's so like light and happy. And I didn't know we had that in common. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You were playing Disney music before our past lives retreat that we did. Jenna, remember? You were like, "Do you mind?" Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> it just. I was like, "No, it's like, fine." It gets me into this like happy space that yes. I I can't help but be like super excited. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I really like that. Yeah, it's like your inner child. I don't do a lot of that, like, listening to, like, kids' music. Maybe I'll have to start at certain times. For me, like, if I'm listening to music to, like, manifest, I'll put on, like, songs with, like, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. But they're usually, like, adults singing them. Like, it's, like, people, like, you know, my age or older usually. So I have to try the whole Disney thing. I feel like song is so deeply connected to the spirit realm. Yeah. I had a reading about this yesterday. Oh, my God. I just remembered. That's so weird that this happened yesterday. Sorry. I'm going to no, let you go. Please. You want me to cut you off? Yeah. I feel bad. I just like all of a sudden remembered. I usually don't remember my readings with my clients until they come back and sit in the chair. But I guess because we're talking about it, we are. I had this woman come in yesterday and she wanted to know about like the spirits in her house. And I was like, we'll see what comes up. But like, it might just be about you or whatever. Because I never guarantee that like, like the universe is going to share what it wants to share. Like I can't necessarily pull out specific information all the time. Sometimes I can, but I don't like to promise it. I'm a very honest reader. But um, yeah, I'm sitting down with her and it's like literally the cards 
couldn't have been more clear saying that and like the messages I was picking up was that um basically the spirits in her house were communicating to her through music mm-hmm. and that like um her loved one that might be like kind of like passing soon was gonna continue to communicate with her through music wow. oh wow I can't believe I just did that yesterday right before we have Jen on that's so weird and it was the only reading I had yesterday so that's fascinating so yeah it was like what it was all about and I was like I've never said this message to anybody in a reading before ever I was like I'm conscious of the fact that like spirits communicate through music often mm-hmm. but I was like but I'm like being called to literally tell you this right now and this is not a message I've ever received before like from spirit for anyone so it was very interesting. It was, like, very clear. And she said, you know, that her partner had been listening to period-specific music from, like, his parents. And that's who she thought was, like, in the house. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. But I they know. love music. So cool. It's, I wake up sometimes with songs in my head. So I, I really feel like that's spirit communicating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so yesterday was... me too. Right? Yesterday was the, um, the one-year anniversary of my grandfather passing away. And so the last, no, no, it's okay. But the last, I would say, couple of weeks, he's been coming through super strong. Mm -hmm. So I'm like smelling his smell. Um, I woke up the other morning with a song in my head. Now, I'm not going to sing it, but I'm sure we're all familiar with the Lady Marmalade song. Yeah. Blade. No. You don't know Lady Marmalade? No, what's that? Oh, all right. After this, uh, after this <laughs> podcast, listen to some Christina Aguilera. Maybe that's why you mentioned her. It's Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera, Missy Elliott, Pink, Maya. What? Am I missing someone? What? I don't know. I, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. But there's a part in the song. So, like, I wake up just with this one specific part that says, he said, hello, hey, Joe, you want to give it a go? Oh, whatever. So, that part, hey, Joe, that was, Joe was my grandfather's name. And I'm like, why did I, they gave me that line from the song because it's him. So that's, that's what he's so crazy. inserting into my mind. And then last night we're in the kitchen, my daughter Naya and I, and I have the toaster oven going and all of a sudden it just starts jumping numbers. 27, 43, like the whole program of it, it just started going crazy. And we're wow. sitting there watching it. And I'm like, okay, is this you? He was my step-grandfather. So I'm like, is this, is this Joe Miller, I said? And she's like, grandpa? And it starts going even more crazy, flashing the lights, turning on and off. So we just kind of took that moment to like sit with him and just like send love to his soul and, and to thank him for everything that he's done for us. Wow. And, but it was incredible. And I'm like, wow, like it really, it, it reminded me back to the song. Like I knew it was him, but that's how they communicate. Wow, that's so awesome. What great validation to just stuff like that is so insane to me to begin with. But yeah, like you were saying, that is such great validation for that song message too. You were like, oh yeah, yeah this definitely was him. Yeah. Wow. And then one other thing I wanted to share just to get your guys' take on it, I guess, but I remember before, you know, I was on this spiritual path as a teenager in high school and my high school sweetheart and I know everything's going good. And there was this Usher song back in the day, You Gotta Let It Burn. Yeah. Do you guys remember that song? (laughs) I remember a lot of Usher songs, but I'd have to like hear the lyrics probably. It was a breakup song. Okay. Did you break up then? (laughs) I remember, don't ask me why, but I remember thinking, wow, this song is so good that I almost wish I was going through this so that I could listen to this song. And then we broke up. And the following week we broke up. 
I'm and like, then you listen to the song over and over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did I manifest that through music? Maybe you just wanted to break up with them. Yeah. And the song allowed you to. I feel like I manifested it. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. But I do feel like there's something to, like, if you're in a happy mood, you have no interest in listening to sad songs. Yeah. But sometimes if you're sad, it's good to listen to sad songs sometimes because you can relate, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think anybody should, like, force themselves to listen to happy songs all the time because it might just make you more mad or more sad. But your song choice kind of reflects your mood, totally. right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just always think that there are some songs who, like, certain songs, no matter what state I'm in, even if I'm so, so happy that day, certain songs will just make me feel so much. And yeah. I will be so happy to hear them no matter what. Like, Aww. A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Oh, my God. I was thinking of Joni when you said earlier really? that you, like, um, she's my favorite artist in the world. And um, when you said earlier, you were, like, sometimes you just, like, relate to an artist. And that's why you like their voice. And I'm, like, I love Joni Mitchell so much. She's- and I feel like we're very, like, similar people because she believes she's an artist first and foremost. Like, above everything. Like, she's a singer, but she's also a songwriter, and she's a painter, and all these things. So, Mac, what are you doing? I'm scratching my chair. Mac, no! It's no! Okay. You have a scratching post downstairs. He was going to town on that chair. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Making some percussion in the podcast. Oh, yeah. In case you can hear that. Oh my gosh, Mac. My chair is being lovely. Yes, I don't believe in declawing cats, which can sometimes be a problem. But um, uh, what were we saying? He totally distracted me. Anyway, what were you saying about Joni? I cut you off. Oh, just that some music. Case of You. So good. So good. She wrote that song about Leonard Cohen. Did you know that? No. Yeah. And he he died last year, right? Or the year before? Yeah. Recently, yeah. but another like amazing musician. Yeah. She dated him along with a lot of other amazing musicians, and she wrote that song about him about how she like it's so yeah it's like so painfully beautiful because so it's about beautiful. how like loving him would hurt her like it would be amazing because he's like an amazing person an incredible artist but like he was also maybe not the healthiest yeah and it was like just painful to her but she could drink a case of him it's yeah. so beautiful yeah <laughs> I mean I think we can all kind of understand that like. You love somebody so much, you want to, like, eat them up, but then, like, at the same time, you know they're not good for you. Totally. So, you know, she did, I guess she left him, or he left her. Eventually, they broke up, but there's another good breakup song. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 But something about that, like, um, it's so fun to sing, too. Yeah. 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 And just appreciating, Mm -hmm. like, the lyrics and the art for what it is. I just love it. It's such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very healing. If you guys want a good healing song to sing, sing that one. Yeah, I'll have to listen to it. I never heard that song. Joni Uh. sings with, like, her whole heart. Yeah. And that's what I love is, like, she puts, like, everything into her music when when she writes it, when she sings it. Like, she is, like, belting it out, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, like, that's what's what's cool about her, I think, is that it's really all in there. Yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah. I think some artists are like that, you know? What other favorite songs do you have or, like, artists? All Too Well, the 10-minute version by Taylor Swift is maybe one of my favorite okay. songs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh, I'm not, like, a big so Taylor Swift good. fan. We're okay. dancing in the refrigerator lights. Aww. 
That's cute. That's one of the lines. That's one of the lines. I love Aww. that song too. It's so beautiful. That's so cute. She actually like in a lot of ways reminds me of Joni Mitchell because she's one of those girls that writes a lot about like relationships and like heartbreak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's also like writes them. Yes. Actually writes them. Yeah. So that's like I don't know if people know this, but that's like kind of rare, right? Like totally. a lot of musicians, like other people write stuff, you know, for them. And there's a lot of famous um, singer-songwriters that didn't get famous, but their songs are famous. Like, mm-hmm. they wrote a lot of songs that, like, other people sing. So, yeah. I don't know. There's so many so many cool musicians out there. How do you feel about that? Like, do you write, too? Do you ever write songs? I do write, yeah. yeah. Just recently, really recently, I started being like, you know what? I should just share the things I write, because why not? Yeah. So I'm going to get some stuff together soon and just put it out. Ooh. Yeah, I love that. You should. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you think, like, most singers also write, or is that, like, Um, less common? It's, I'm not totally sure. I think it's not everybody's just, like, creative outlet of choice. Yeah, some people just want to, like, sing whatever. They they don't necessarily need to write it. It just feels good to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we'll use their voice as a storytelling tool within, like, a different coloring book, so, like, on another song, but... I love They'd that. rather express themselves with their voice. Yeah. Wow. That's you, cool. You write songs now. I write songs, yeah. I've been writing songs forever, actually, my whole life. And then, you know, things happen along the way that make you stop or make you question yourself. Like, I, so I, I, for me, I'm, like, more into the lyrics because I'm a poet. Like, I've always been a poet my whole life. I had a poem published when I was in, like, middle school. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm a poet. Um, so I, I always, I always consider myself that I don't think a lot of people know that about me, but I do consider myself a poet and, um, and I, so I like music because I can use it as an outlet to kind of share my poetry. So I do write songs, but I don't share them yet. So I need Jen's help. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. I would like that a lot. I would listen to anything that you have to (laughs) say or to say really. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is like, you know, it'll just be whatever I'm feeling in the moment. So I write like I do write a lot of stuff that just like comes kind of from the heart, just like off my off my chest. And it feels so good. Like there's something really healing and therapeutic about just sitting down or dancing around your house or whatever it is that that allows you to do that. And just like letting something get off your chest. Like I told you recently, I had a something that like sort of like triggered in me something and I was like mad and I was upset and I just like wrote I told you I like wrote a song about it and it was like I don't know if it was like a good song but it felt good like it felt so good to just like do it but it's it's not even just the writing it's like I think it's like the additional like you write it out but then you sing it it's like and I think that's the same thing with even if you write poetry like how good does it feel if any of you listening are like you consider yourself a poet or a writer when you read it out loud and you can do that like the perfect what like what's the word candor where it's like mm-hmm. the like the the way you speak it because sometimes you might like read a poem or a piece of writing and there's so many different ways you can do it you can perform mm-hmm. it like you can pause in this spot or you can pause in this spot or you can like you know I don't know there's just like there's so much to it and I love that too like I love reading other people's work too and poetry and just like experimenting with how you can emphasize like certain parts and you can do that in singing too like you might take a song that originally like the one part of it is more prominent but you might sing a different part yes I don't know I mean you're the voice coach and you 
even in writing songs, like there's a song. Do you know the song Stick Season by Noah Kahan? I love him, but I don't know if I know the song. I'm not okay. good with like song names, you know, like I'll know the artist, but not necessarily the exact name. I bet if we play it after this, you'll be like, oh yeah. That yeah, yeah. it's a pretty popular song by him. Cool. It's one of those songs that's set up where um, musically where the down or where the big beats are. If you didn't know the lyrics, but you just heard the music underneath it, you would know exactly where the important, important quote unquote, um, but where like the big lyrics were going to be in the song. And that I think is such a cool part of writing songs too, because you can make people understand exactly what you're feeling in all these different ways. You can, yeah, just paint a picture with sound. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's, you dropped another artist. Anybody else? Oh gosh, um, trying to think who I've been listening to recently. I've been listening to a lot of musical theater right now, honestly, because cool. I'm trying to do some more yeah. musical theater. That's okay. What about that? Yeah. Like, what kind of stuff would that be? Um, I love Company. Okay, uh, that's, that's a play. That's a musical. That's, that's my musical. Sondheim, actually. Okay, yeah. and I said you two are my spiritual Sondheims before. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love. Right now, I'm listening to title of show a lot because my friends and I are going to want to do that show soon. Um, I love anything Sondheim. He's such a great like painter with his music, and he, his lyrics are so simple but so effective, which I love. Um, trying to think of what else I've been listening to recently. Um, well, you've been doing a lot of creation yourself too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Like the idea that you can like fill your air time and air space and ear space with like your own. Totally. Yeah. Right. So you've, maybe you haven't been listening as much because you've been performing, creating a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Creating more. Oh, you know what? I love the band Lawrence. Have you heard them? No. Oh my gosh. They're a brother, sister band. And they're so good. And she, although I had this conversation with someone recently, (coughs) do you think that you would feel weird? like putting your soul out on the table like around like your sibling um you know what I mean? like in terms of like a romantic oh like if i was singing like a like a, a romantic song but my brother's on guitar like sitting, yes <laughs> yeah because i have an older brother um maybe i don't know me and my brother are like really close so maybe we're not like a good example he lives super far away uh, but like i do feel like i'd probably be comfortable doing that with him that's so cool yeah i would be too with my brother i think so i think i'd be okay because then, we wouldn't necessarily be singing it to each other, but right. about our own personal experiences. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It would depend, I guess, how intimate the music is. Totally. Like, if it was, like, sexual, not going to sing about that in front Definitely of my brother. No. But if it was, like, lovey-dovey, like, or, like, heartbreaky, I think I'd be okay with sharing that with him. But would I want to be, like, feeling sexy, like, singing a sexy song next to my brother? That'd be weird. Marvin Gaye? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Um, but yeah. And then I have younger siblings too, who I think would, my littlest brother, he's actually very, he's really into dancing and recently he stopped being into dancing and I'm really sad about it actually. He's nine. And he, for his whole childhood was always like grooving all the time. Always wanted to listen to music, always grooving, not like a singer, but a dancer for sure. And I think somewhere recently in his life, it stopped because we went to see um, the new Trolls movie and he did not want to dance during the credits when we were all dancing. Because my family is like very much like we don't give a crap what anybody thinks like in public. That is one amazing thing my parents taught me was like be as weird as possible and don't worry who's looking. 
Um, because life is about having fun. That's what my parents 100% instilled in me. And, um, we're all like dancing and I, I know he'll get it back because that's who my mom is like that person. Like she's a fun person. So she'll get it back in him. But I wonder like, why? Like, it's like, why does this happen? You know? know. Cause he was like such a dancer for so long, but yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many ways to express yourself like that, like dancing, acting, singing. Those are all like things that eventually sometimes in our lives somebody will be like in school probably somebody was like you know what's what's your deal like why are you dancing you know it's like come on because I know he's not getting it at home he gets he's a lot very much supported by his parents and in being out there Mm -hmm. but I don't know yeah he will get it back yeah he will yeah but I would totally I feel like I should sing songs in front of him because it would help him you know yeah Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. 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 And they, the Lawrence, the brother, sister band, they're just like such a unique band too, because the thing that's probably really cool is that they're on the same wavelength a lot. Like I can imagine if I did make music with a sibling, it would be like so easy. So go, go, go. Yeah. And the girl's voice, Gracie Lawrence. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. She has this almost gospel feel to her pop singing. I really recommend. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm going to check it out for sure. Um, yeah. Wow. Love so, music. Be- me too. Whew. Before we wrap it up, though, is there mm-hmm. anything that um, you have coming up that's available in, you know, in person but also online? Um, yeah. So I teach voice lessons online mostly. Um, and that is, like, you can find that through my Instagram, uh, Jen Smith, J-E-N-N, two N's, uh, Smith810. Um, and then I also do Safe Space in New York, but we're having our first virtual event next week. Oh, really? Yes, we're so excited. I think that's so smart. Wow, I love that. Yeah, we don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be our first one ever, but just to give anybody who wants it space you know I love it I love that I've been trying to do more online stuff and I had a block about online stuff and I did a moon circle online recently and it was so incredibly well received and I it was a full moon so I was able to like with everyone like I'm very authentic about what's going on with me when I when I lead things and I was like so what I'm releasing is like my fear that like this won't be as good as it usually is because we're online Mm -hmm. and everyone was like so supportive and then like the whole thing was like honestly so powerful online so like just to give you my story like it's gonna be great it'll be amazing because the thing is those people that are coming online that can't come in person are going to be so grateful that you're providing like an online platform for it and so it makes it even better that's what I experienced and I really think you'll experience the same thing because people that are taking the time and, and attention to like do it from their home or wherever they're at totally. um, from afar are going to be just so grateful that they're able to not miss out because yeah. maybe for whatever reason, they're not able to, maybe they don't have a car. Maybe they don't have like good transportation. Maybe they're not a city person, right? Cause you do it in the city. Yeah. So it's like, who knows? They might feel more comfortable and also it might bring out people that maybe aren't as comfortable yet and feeling safe being in person but they feel safe enough to do it through a screen. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Because even, like, when you go in the virtual safe space, you can ask everybody to turn off their cameras if you want. Oh, you yeah. can keep your camera off. It yeah. Really cool. It provides a little bit extra. And then maybe eventually they'll want to, like, make the trip in person mm-hmm. and go one step further. But that's amazing that there's, like, a little bit of, like, a 
like, okay, you're not ready to do that. Like, and have to, you know, look into everybody's eyes and stand in a room together. But like, you can do it from the comfort of your own home where you have like your creature comforts and all that good stuff. And you can like turn off your camera if you get nervous Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then it could be like a stepping stone to that space where they're able to be like, and they get to experience it and be like, oh, I do feel really safe. And these people are like really nice and kind. And then maybe, you know, if they have the means, they can actually come in person eventually. But you also get like a taste of New York City. So if you're across the world or across the country or wherever you are, you're kind of getting a taste of, you know, the Big Apple because that's where it's physically located. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That is a cool thing. I didn't think of that. That's yeah. so true. So when is it airing, or when is this event? Because this will be airing next Wednesday. Oh my gosh! Yay! The virtual safe space is tomorrow. Then it is the fourteenth okay. of December. Okay. On Thursday, everybody can come. It's only five dollars to come. We just want everybody to be able to do yeah. it that wants to do it. And That's so accessible. What yeah. perfect timing! So as you're listening <laughs> to this, so if this speaks to you if this lights you up if you're curious even just to see what the heck this is yeah yeah you don't have to sing right you don't have to sing you can just come and hang out you can see what it's all about be a part of our community we're hopefully gonna like you know have a hype session the chat too if you want to just come and talk with everyone and yeah i love it that's so fun what a cool way to like just meet people that are like-minded too you know at the end of the day do people ever come and like not perform is that like something that's okay they can just come and like feel it out yes yeah two people last night we had an in-person safe space we had two people come in who were performers but they just they came to support one of their friends which was so sweet so yeah so you can just like come with a friend too zero pressure yes yes same with online if you want a friend to come with you just there for support they totally can they don't have to sing at all no one's pressured to do that that's awesome and it's five bucks five bucks yeah check it out that's like that's like less than the price of a coffee these days yeah yeah right yeah because we don't like safe spaces of course a small business but that's not we don't do this to make money we just want to be a space for people yeah because we think this is so important and we're so excited to do it virtually i agree everybody (laughs) this is important it is important yeah yeah wow i think everyone should go let us know how it is guys (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to be recording also our unleash your creativity which again might be changing the name but Mm. this should be available i guess within the next probably a few weeks oh my gosh oh that's awesome yes. people to just go on it'll be available virtually it'll be available that's virtually awesome. so that you can just go on and whenever you are ready just go on and download all the content and unleash your own creativity i am sure that everybody listening to this already is like loves you so much i just really want to drive home like anything you do you just empower people so much, and I can't wait to do that project with you or just get this online. I'm, like, getting emotional about it again. But oh, I love <laughs> you. You're just so great, and, like, you've helped me oh, so much. And, like, Jen. even, like, mom, whew, emotions. <laughs> Safe space. Safe space, yeah. <laughs> really, though, I just, like, I'm so excited for people to get that program that we're going to record because obviously it's really important work, but also you specifically are so great at empowering people to do things. It's going to be so good. So That's, are you, Jen. So are you. You're going to make me cry. You two as a team are so incredible. <laughs> you really are. And your energy that you bring, even before you open up the mouth and, and share your vocal cords with the world, 
just your energy alone is so healing. It is. Yeah. And I feel like your energy creates the safe space. So like what a Thanks. fitting name that you have for this company that you're running. It's perfect. Because yeah. you are the safe space. Thank you. I mean that. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, all the feels. So much love in this room right <laughs> I now. I hope you guys can feel it from where you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure you can. So on that note, whew. where can we reach you? Like if people yes. want to reach out to you, do you have like a website and Instagram? Like, oh my gosh. What are your platforms? I do have a website. I can't yeah. believe I haven't said it yet. <laughs> Radiancevocalstudio.com is the name of my voice studio. And it's also going to be something that I'm going to be incorporating Reiki into invoice lessons if anybody's interested in that as well. Amazing. Um, I also am an associate teacher for Emily Kristen Morris. So if you're familiar with Emily Kristen Morris on TikTok, she's a voice teacher. Um, I teach for her studio as well. You can get a voice lesson with me through that website. Um, and then Safe Space Manhattan is our Instagram handle. We're going to have a website soon. And yeah, you can find our course unleash your creativity or whatever that name ends up being on jenna's website healingwithjenna.com um and then maybe some other places as well we're gonna see and i think that's it is that it that seems good i think so that seems good yeah thanks so much jen thanks for having me you're amazing we loved having you wow